Chapter 39 The Ego and the Eye I was sitting because I remember that much. I was sitting in a seat when the king pressed a button. Magnificent cages held beautiful women who were trapped behind the red drapes. All of these stunning mistresses had tiny tops and almost nothing on bottom when one of their cell doors opened. The king called her over and she came to sit on my lap as if I were her chair. Ever going to take off that mask, Jack? asked the king. Jane was right across the table, but had they turned her evil yet? And which side was Jane really on? Theirs or ours? Oh, she was just like me, caught somewhere in between, but her eyes wouldn't look up. A knuckle tapped on the side of our forehead. The mask, Jack, asked the king. The mask? Did she know it was I? Now the woman on my lap was getting irritated and bored when she pinched her legs around my thigh. Squeezing tight, she gripped me with a power that all men dream of during the darkest parts of the night. She was sending a direct message to my crotch, but I hadn't a clue what she was getting at. This woman rode my leg from hip to knee and kept pressing her body deep, stretched against T. Hammond's suit to break free. Blood was thumping under my skin when her back arched upright before she moaned in my ear. The game's Texas Hold'em, said the king. You are debt-free with Davis until he comes back from La La Land. Davis was sitting on a couch in the back, with his arms caught in the red drapes. His eyes were vacant as he stared across the room, but this woman was relentless, stroking everything as if it was hers, and those fingers were getting awfully curious of what was throbbing underneath. Had she ever touched a man? My goodness, did she know it was down there? It's only a matter of time until something happens. Because with all the blood pumping, my face felt dumb. The mask held on for cover. Then the woman sucked my thumb. Goodness, these manners. And where is she from? Wait, something is happening. I think I'm going to... Two cards, said the dealer, slapping the second down in front of me. Clarity came rushing back. Vision became clear. This woman was giggling. Not again. Oh, dear. She didn't love me. She didn't even know who was under the mask, and yet she'd taken full authority over T. Hammond's body with those beautiful legs. The attractive woman looked back when I caught sight of her pupil. I saw inside her soul, and there was barely any light or love left because I saw a demonic spirit staring back. She smirked and began to ride my leg again. Then her tongue reached for a kiss under my mask, but I turned my cheek. She took hold of my hand and whispered something when I heard the demon speak. Do you know how wet I am? She asked. No idea, ma'am. Her skin covered the body, but I knew something dark had taken control over her skin suit. She was a human, just like me, and even Ma was silent to observe the dark force behind her actions. Immense pride radiated through her skin as she conquered control over me as the entire table watched. I was not ashamed or amused because Ma had no interest in controlling these men or women. The battle was beyond this land, and so I began to settle because only Ma could defeat something this dark. Coke, asked the king. A platter with rows of white powder was being passed around the table while the women and their generals took turns snorting it. Peering into the depths of the temptress, all I found was the dark forest looking back. But Jane, my eyes scanned the room. Had the darkness consumed her, I looked deeper at my sister. There was a haze of medicine covering the light in her eyes. And even though she was dazed, she was still in there. We're waiting on you, Jack, said the king. Are you in or out? My cards. There were choices I'd have to make, but there was murder on my mind. Then above all, the curiosity of these two cards was the only distinct sign. I pulled them towards me when the king reached into Davis's stack and placed my bet with the others. Don't worry if you get into debt with Davis, said the king. And I didn't know you were the psychedelic type. Here, take some more. Many mushrooms came in a hurry. 
Everyone was watching before I chewed more orange fungus under the mask. The mushrooms disappeared into my belly when the king reached into Davis's pile and handed me a stack of his money. He lost it in a hand, announced the king to the table. Do whatever you want with it. Davis was still in another dimension when three cards were placed in the middle while everyone checked their own cards again. Well, I'd forgotten the rules, so I'd lose the game. But I didn't need cards to tell me that. All that mattered was Ma's curiosity of what could be waiting in this hand. Going to look at your cards, asked the king. I thought about looking, but if the psychopomp was right, then all cards come based on my own choices. There was little I could do to change the hand I'd been dealt. The way a man plays cards says a lot about him, said the king. Some start with nothing. Others get a pair of aces and a million in a trust fund. But it's not where you start that matters. It's where you finish by the end. I raised the edge of the cards. Oh, could it be? A pair of gentlemen were staring back. Both had one eye, two J's for Jack. One with a red heart, the other spade with black. The room was quiet for a moment, and then my stomach twisted in a knot and a maddening vibration thundered through my heart. The force came so quick that I knew this was the fungus acting up. Vision shook while light scattered across the room. No one else could see it. Everyone was focused on the game. But I saw the room twitching when a dark shadow jumped up from behind the people. I caught sight of the troubling demon that came forth out of thin air. The spirit hung above the crowd, but I refused to look into the eye of its essence. One by one, I watched this demonic spirit seep through each person's skin to taunt me. This was a wicked force among us, aligned with the gray and black smoke, and it was taking control of any being under the king's command while I watched the mere vapor shift between bodies. Only after it touched all of them did I dare to peer up at it. I didn't want to look, but the darkness was on to me when Ma started sizing it up. My eye looked down at the cards as if the jacks could explain, and of course these signs were real, but how was that demon whispering my name? Bad hand, Jack, asked a man's voice across the table. I looked up at the man's body, and then a second later I watched the demon's spirit descend through his skin and take control of his voice. Or is he always this afraid? asked the demonic man. The demon had seized his vessel, and the poor man's body was too drunk to notice he was being used and ridiculed. Taunting my spirit, using tactics that love would never try, I felt another demon tapping the side of T. Hammond's mask, trying to break me inside. You going to bet? asked the king. I'm not so sure about this guy, said another general. All these men were possessed too. The demon had the ability to take control of whomever at will, and so I closed my eye to escape the dark force altogether. He's so afraid. How does he manage down there? said the demon through another man's voice. I didn't even know which one said it, but I could feel the fear pouring out from my mind as I hid behind my sight. I had taken this journey as far as I could, but what was left to give? Cicero had sent me on an impossible task, and even he was hiding too. I couldn't stand it any longer because the demon was whispering in my ear and telling me this is the place I was meant to die. They were laughing at me when I reached for the blade, but before I touched it, I felt Cicero tap my boot. His voice whispered from somewhere underneath, We can wait. Wait and see. My eyes shot open and the fear began to fade. A bright light erupted from Ma through my forehead when I faced the King's Brigade. I'd felt that fear before. I was even afraid of what these men could do. But Ma got me through their torture and her light was all I knew. I'd spent weeks battling this darkness. There was even the day I died, but I was reborn as an instrument of Ma's light and now this demon had to hide. Looking across the table, the black vapor disappeared while I searched into the eyes of the first possessed man I saw. I stared into him, 
facing the demon as deep as I could, but it wouldn't reveal itself. The fear wanted to trick me, but all fear knows is to be afraid. Again, I felt the power of Ma's light echo through me as I stared deep into this man. The general looked back, but only for a moment, because the longer I stared, the more his own fear overtook his sight. He looked down toward his cards. Timid and anxious, he checked his cards again, but he wouldn't dare look up to accept Ma's light. The dark vibration was not gone, it was still distorting my senses, but our mind had risen above that plane where a higher vibration was guiding me. The demon had never left. It was evasive like a stream, impossible to hold, yet taunting us like a bad dream. The man checked his cards again and, Are you in? asked the king. He was asking me the question, but my eye wouldn't budge. My light was focused on the general across the table, the way love doesn't judge. He was light trapped inside a body, but the demon had control of his sight. I wouldn't move again until, Answer him! yelled the man with all his might. As long as I don't quit, then the game continues. Is that right? I asked. Now put your money where your mouth is, said the general. I continued to stare through him when I reached into Davis's money and dumped a pile of bills on the center table. I hadn't a clue what I was doing, but I'd silenced every last man and woman. I wouldn't want to lose too much if I were you, whispered the king. You wouldn't want to be stuck in debt with Davis when he comes back. I leaned over to peek at three cards waiting in the middle. This game was a riddle of sorts, and the complex sequence of cards started with a black king of clubs then a red queen with loving hearts, followed by an ace covered in diamonds. A powerful flop, said the king, splattering more paper bills in the center. And when the game goes in your favor, take a fool for all he's worth. I raise. Nope, I fold, said a different man before turning his cards in under the pile. I'm out, said another general. This guy Jack is a weird motherfucker, said one man, and I'm making sure he doesn't win this hand. The fear made some of these men nervous and so they folded their hands away, but I remained patient because I was certain the mushrooms knew the way. My eyes didn't move off the general. Now everyone was watching, but lost souls cannot see. They thought they were protecting him, but the jacks were with me. Reaching into Davis's pile, I splashed another handful of money over the table while the hundred-dollar bills rained down. My eye locked onto the demon in the general's body and watched the man's face fill with red rage. Jack, be careful. Don't get greedy now, said the king. When the fear says you can't, call it a lie with no use. I knew they were testing my courage because quitting was their only excuse. Another man folded, but the demon wouldn't give. It slipped into a new man's body because it was dying to live. Twisting and turning, this man was scratching his hair. The demon knew he was losing, and so this man folded his pair. I caught the demon as it leapt out from the man and jumped across the table to hide behind the crowd of women looking on. All these poor souls were lost in the ego, their own selfish desires, and I couldn't tell which body the demonic darkness had taken refuge in. Jack's a strange one, and I mean that well, because he's very good at what he does, said the king patting my back. He knows something about making others afraid. I was afraid once, back when I lost my sister. But I'm not afraid anymore. Jane's mouth dropped wide open when I said it as a man turned over another card in the center. The riddle grew to four cards, showcasing the king, a queen, an ace, and a two-eyed jack looking back my way. The preacher got up from his seat and started pacing behind the group while Jane seemed stuck in place. Everyone watched the king splatter even more paper bills onto the table. Again, he splashed an entire stack, turning the table green. Ah, but the fear is important, Jack said the king. You should be aware when you're in too deep. You could lose everything, even the things you love. 
His foot swept under the table to kick the kitten. I heard the cat hiss as she hid under my chair beside the bag of drugs. I reached for the arrowhead, but I felt her tail wrap around my wrist. We can wait, wait and see, whispered Cicero's voice. The king was right. Fear is a powerful force, but all that fear is only afraid because it forgot how to love. A man lit a lighter from his hand while the orange ember burned through the cigar in his mouth. Smoke came over the table while I watched the orange ember breathe. Cigars were passed down the table with the compact flame. The king flicked the end of the lighter and another flame came to life. She was spreading through orange embers for everyone to see. Macaulay Jack's light was growing. The king took a puff before the lighter was passed down to me. The moment came and went before I picked up the compact flame and set fire to the green bill in my hand. The hundred dollar bill was ravished and then the king's portrait disintegrated like the wind pushing sand. A light was burning, screaming for Macaulay Jack. Stop! yelled the king. He smacked the paper out of my hand and batted the flame out on the table. It was silent until the king caught his breath. Are you fucking crazy? Fear will always be afraid. It will never know what love would do to save us all. I could take everything from you if I wanted. Do you understand me? said the king. Never light a fire on this ship. These walls are closed for a reason. All it takes is one stupid mistake and all these walls would open. No one is free until I say so. The last card was drawn and... Well, isn't this something, said the king, raising his bet even higher. A jack of diamonds was revealed beside the other jack. There were two jacks on the table and two jacks in my hand. If I needed another sign from the goddess of the jack, then this was it. I took another look at the ember on the king's cigar when I grabbed every bill from Davis's pile and dumped it into the center. You think that's bravery, said the king. Gentlemen, don't you see it? He's not afraid of anything. The man is willing to risk it all. And that's why he's an extractor. Screw this, I fool, said the last man I'd been staring at. A quitter. The demon exposed its darkness too early, and Ma's light was too powerful. Only the king and I were left. Do you know how much that is? His fingers rummaged through the bills. It's over twenty-eight grand. The king paused and needed a minute to think. He took a sip of whiskey and checked his cards while the room waited. They were staring at the game, then at my eye, but never at the king. You know, sometimes we're not always born where we ought to be, said the king. Life gave you a bad hand, Jack. That's why I'll hide behind that mask all your life. But I'm going to call your bet, and once I win, I want you to show everyone how ugly you are behind that mask. He paused and began piling bills onto the table. Money won't save you, added the king. You'll be in debt with Davis for some time after this. He turned over his cards and revealed two aces. Full house, said the king. This was a full house. And even the demon was aware. But what happens to the riddle now? Nothing. Oh, it hurts, doesn't it, Jack? He began reaching for the money. Now show us the truth. Show us the bastard hiding behind your mask. Jane's eyes were fixated on me, and then at the cards. Meanwhile, all the men and women started laughing. My left hand reached for T. Hammond's chin to pull the mask away, while my other hand gripped the arrowhead tight. This was my end, and it was only fitting to let the king know who had killed him. The woman stood up from my lap when I realized that all the fear in this room would destroy me soon after. Once I took the king's life, these demons would devour our light. Davis had come to life and was standing behind me. At first I thought he was reaching at empty space again, but now his hands reached onto the table and turned over my cards. Everyone's jaw dropped. Four jacks, said the king in disbelief. I stopped raising my mask when it got up to my lips. God damn it! Everyone out!
yelled the king. Jack and I need to have a word alone. The king slammed a button under the table before the lights turned on. Cages hidden around the room were revealed. Every red curtain swayed open except for one in the very back. Then all the women trapped in the cells were released. The king stood up and began pacing away from the table, putting his hand on his hips in disgust. Don't leave, Jack, he said. We need to talk. My eye saw Jane long enough to notice that the light was still in her. She rose up from the table with the preacher and backtracked toward the door, following the generals and the other women. They hadn't gotten to her soul yet. She was still the same Jane I always knew, 